0: Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This
1: is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Girard. Finding personal contact information in your recruiting efforts is our topic today. And we're talking about the value of being able to directly text or call a person you're needing to recruit for your company. That is absolutely crucial and staggering in your ability to recruit today. Want people to give you the opportunity to recruit them? Well, then you need to contact them where they will respond. I'll give you a big hint on that. That's not through email and it's not through LinkedIn. Today's quote, our greatest weakness lies in giving up. The most certain way to succeed is to always try just one more time. Any idea who said that, Shafir?
0: Thomas Edison. (laughs)
1: You are spot on. See, like I have the smartest guest ever. They know all the quotes. I'm Rick Gerard. Welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Our mission is to help entrepreneurs, hiring managers avoid costly hiring mistakes. We do this by identifying a specific problem and providing a proven solution to enable your company to win the right hire. We share insights from top performing rebel entrepreneurs, disruptors, and industry experts like our guest today, Mr. Shafir Rahman. He is the founder and CEO of ChatterWorks. Shafir has been the right-hand of founders and has built out the operational infrastructure for several companies, including Airbus Aerial, Spectrite, and Connectifier, which was acquired by LinkedIn back in 2016. He has extensive experience in driving day-to-day and long-term requirements to ramp up a successful high-growth startup. Shafir's new startup helps potential hires with their personal contact information, which is what makes Shafir the perfect expert for today's topic, Welcome to the Higher Power Radio
0: Show today. Thanks, Rick. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah. So I'm excited to have you on. In full disclosure, I'm actually an advisor on Shapir's company, and which is really exciting news because you guys are going to launch your beta next week, right?
0: Yeah. March 1st for our initial pilot. So
1: excited. So we'll talk a little bit more about that to come. So today we're going to discuss why direct contact is critical to your recruiting efforts. We're going to talk about what contact information is most important and then how to find contact information of the people you need to hire. Sound like fun? Definitely. All right. We're in. <laughs> All right. Let's start with the obvious question is why do we need to find people's contact information? If you look at, at what most people do. I have a job. I need to fill it. So I'm going to post some ads out, see what comes to me.
0: I might send out some LinkedIn in Isn't that good enough? No, absolutely not. I mean, think about it. If you just sit around and wait, I mean, here, I'm by no means the recruiting expert. I've learned over the past 10 or so years of helping trying to build and scale a company. You learn something new at every company you go to, right? All the requirements and what you need and how to find them. And you know, what, what you come together is that passive recruiting is very critical in any kind of skill. So what do you need to passive recruit? Phone numbers and email addresses and personal, right? I mean, there's a lot of solutions out there that'll give you a lot of data on someone, sure. but they're giving you their work phone number, their work email. And you know, is someone really going to respond to a work email if you write them a job or call them on their work line? Right, they're not. They're not going to take the risk of that.
1: Most likely not, actually. <laughs> I would not, I haven't sent email to a work email like in years, and there's no reason to because uh, companies usually have access to that, and that's probably the quickest way to not get a response.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get blocked completely. <laughs> yeah, get blocked completely and
1: actually get you know, listed as spam and probably a, maybe even a phone call and get cussed out, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: yeah not <laughs> Which a I'm good, sure a lot of recruiters have experienced. <laughs> or
1: recruiters and probably founders, too.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: And it's not a good idea if you're reaching out to somebody, you want to get them, where there's going to be the path of least resistance, mm-hmm. which would be what?
0: At their work. <laughs> no, not at their work, right? Oh, exactly, exactly. So the path of lethal resistance would be through their personal contact, right? Yeah. So you have personal emails, which e- even nowadays, right, personal emails take a little bit of time for people to open and read, respond to, and phone numbers, picking up the phone and calling. A lot of people are afraid to call, right? They just want to quickly send an email, they call it that, and they'll do a follow up every other day, maybe the same day or so forth. But lately, it's been text messaging, right? So everyone's communicating in the form of text. They're quickly to respond, they're quickly to check you out. If you curate that text just good enough, you'll be able to get a response. Now I can
1: feel some of our audience probably squirming in their chairs right now. Like that's evasive. You're going to reach out to me via text message. Here's the thing. We went through some data over the past couple days. And what's interesting is that 48% of people opt in or would prefer to be contacted via text over email and email was a 22% preference, right? Yeah. Yeah. So why not hit people where they want to be hit? Text is very non evasive It's easy. Open and response rates are amazingly high. So this is some other data we pulled. So you're going to get a 45% open and response rate from a text 8% via email. So 98% of texts are read compared to only 20% of email. And text messages, if if you do the math, actually, text messages have a 750% response rate over email.
0: (laughs) It's insane. I mean, it's the same thing. I get texts all day long over email, right? Even communicating with some of my team members, it's over text.
1: Now, here's how I'm able to use it. I usually use the text as a lead-in, to spark a conversation, to get somebody to talk to me on the phone. Yeah, absolutely. So why aren't we doing it? (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about data, right? Because it's really not evasive to send a text. It's pretty easy. People can respond to them within five seconds and that can lead to a phone call. And that's really your objective when you're a founder or an entrepreneur and you're trying to build your company. You just need somebody to respond, right? So the useful data here that we're trying to get, or like the, the most useful data, is really like personal phone numbers and personal email.
0: Yeah. That's really all you need. Yeah, to get a hold of a candidate. And also, you'll learn more on our site is social intelligence, right? Understanding their social behavior, where they like to communicate, and so forth. And how they like to and communicate. How, exactly. The best form.
1: Yeah, there's tools out there that can help you with that, too. Mm-hmm. All right, you're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm Rick Gerard. And for our podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick educational moment from our sponsors. Check out what we do at stridesearch.com. There, you're going to find additional content and resources and information on how you can book me to speak at your next meeting or conference. Our guest today is Shafir Rahman. He's the founder and CEO of Chatterworks. And we're actually talking about how to get contact information, the use of contact information in your recruiting efforts. So how do we find contact information outside the obvious, okay, I indeed or ZipRecruiter one of the job boards. I look at a resume. The resume usually has contact information. If I'm trying to do it the cheap way, I have to send it through like their platform, right? Yeah. Or email. So like, how do I find personal contact information to where I can save my time and make sure that I'm kind of getting that direct contact or getting the response?
0: Yeah, and that's the tough part. If you're doing it on your own, right? No tools, platformers, or so forth. I mean you're you're I mean a lot of people want to find contact information with you know, they'll go to extreme and go private investigators or they'll go <laughs> or they'll go by lists. Hire uh, Magnum PI. Yeah, exactly. All right. or, or hire or, or purchase all these public data lists, right? Where they have, you know, email lists, galores and trying to get a hold of people that way. You're manually scrolling through all the social sites trying to find someone, right? Hopefully there's a bit of information on this site or that site even LinkedIn, right? Everywhere. You're trying to just piece it all together and you're spending countless amount of time. I remember when I was doing this, like you can spend up to like 30 to 45 minutes trying to find that one person's information that you want and then maybe not even walk away with anything or, and hopefully you got something right. You don't know. And you're, you're gambling with it.
1: Sourcing, which is what we're talking about is incredibly labor intensive. Yeah, absolutely. It takes a lot of time to identify the people. And then once you identify them, now you've got to scour everywhere. I mean, even running Google search and bullying queries. And doing whatever you do can do to find contact information right so you're out to solve all that problem definitely okay so
0: the options you have here as you mentioned hire a pi what else like background check companies yeah background check companies uh, you know there's tools out there for background check companies to just pull hey we'll try and give you all their social handles or we're trying to get you their work history and so forth so you're just you're just spending countless amount of time trying all these various tools and they're probably not even geared towards what the information you need
1: or you could probably build your own tech stack.
0: Yeah, that's true. If you if you have the skill set to build your own tech that crawlers, aggregators, and, try and and then piece it together, right? So you may be able to go crawl this site and crawl that site, and then trying to piece and match that data is a whole other animal.
1: So we're talking about public data that's already out there. Exactly, yeah. Right? So you're not actually hacking into somebody's account. <laughs> no. All your data no, 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 is no. out there.
0: <laughs> yeah, all the data is out there if your public profile. All my data is out there, too. Yeah, my resume is out there. My LinkedIn profile is out there. Everything's out there. <laughs>
1: I ran a search earlier for you on... I think it was like whitepagers.com.
0: All your information (laughs)
1: came up minus your cell phone number, but that was there and it was blurred out. Yeah. And I'm out there too. Like, so if you guys think that there's privacy and your information's not out there, it's out there. Yeah. (laughs) It's really, I mean, it takes a lot of work to get to it, but the fact is, okay, it's there. You can find it. Mm -hmm. All right. So it's super labor intensive. What's the best way in which I can kind of gather contact information, maybe piece together various social platforms or like, what do I need to do Like, what's the work involved with me getting somebody's contact information if I don't get lucky and just find the app? Yeah, so
0: obviously, everyone knows the largest network to find professional people is LinkedIn, right? Oh, no way. Really? (laughs) (laughs) So so you're going to try, right? You're going to go on there. You have first, second, third-degree connections. The likelihood of you actually pulling an email or a phone number off a LinkedIn profile is pretty slim right
1: well you have to connect up with them exactly to be yeah. able
0: to see anything yeah, yeah. unless then, they're completely public and they show it which is very rare on linkedin that yeah everyone's giving out their phone number on linkedin
1: nobody is yeah exactly and <laughs> so you have to connect up with them first and so then that takes time and a lot of people are pretty protective of their networks mm-hmm. so you're gonna have to send them a message and do that whole thing and then maybe they
0: you're lucky if you get a response yeah. back
1: and then I don't know what the data is. I don't read the LinkedIn data, but I think it's totally skewed, at least in my market. I work in tech quite often. And and the fact of the matter is like, the response rates have gone down significantly through the LinkedIn
0: email platform for me yeah for some people, it works. I don't know. Well, you even have those job bots, right? I mean, yeah. it's just insane how many people that try and say, "Hey, I have a job for you, and uncurated, have no idea what I do, and they're sending you a job that has nothing to do with your background. Right? I
1: got recruited for a Java job the other day
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've never coded. I think I have Java <laughs> on my LinkedIn profile because I used to recruit <laughs> Java engineers, yeah, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. That's what that's what you get. And what's the likelihood? Of, I mean, think about it. If you're going after passive candidates, they're definitely not checking their in-mail for invites to jobs or, or messaging about jobs. You want to get a hold of them directly.
1: Effectively, you find somebody on LinkedIn, then what do you got to do? You got to go to other various social platforms. Yeah, yeah. You'd
0: go, I'd go try and find them on Facebook or Twitter or AngelList or GitHub or whatever. I mean, there's so many platforms out there, I mean, to try and find this person and see what information they have. And And, and my thing is like trying to check... Are they active on Facebook? Are they active on Twitter? Are they act- what? are they more active on? And then try and communicate with them directly via those platforms, which is a pain. That's all manual, right? Yeah. And and time intense trying to get that one candidate you're trying to get a hold of.
1: I've spent a couple hours at one point, like trying to find contact information on one person, like <laughs> just
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's digging,
1: digging, running bullions, like just you know, it's been crazy. So there's a lot of tools out there. Luckily for us, when you build a crawler, right? Or you're like trying to aggregate that information.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Let's say I'm trying to automate it for myself. What, what do I need to actually do? I need to build a crawler?
0: Yeah. I mean, you have to build out, if you're trying to build it yourself, I mean, you have to understand. I, honestly, I, I, I didn't build it myself. You have a, I have a tech team that builds that stuff. You built it. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'm trying to say yeah. is that it's not easy, right? To go out there and build your own crawlers, aggregate data, and then match. And matching is the critical part is how do you know that this For example, Twitter matches this guy's LinkedIn with this guy's Facebook and this guy's GitHub. Like, how how do you do all that? It's very complicated to even do on your own. So, I mean, that's not even a suggestion to do unless you're an engineer yourself.
1: Exactly. So your options are to actually build it yourself. You can buy public data or you can find tools. Yes, exactly. Which is what you guys are going to be providing. Yes, definitely. So let's talk about tools that are out there because I think the big ones are like Zoom Info, Spokio, and what was the other one? Zoom Info, Spokio, Swordfish was another one. Okay. So I've looked into a bunch of them over the years. So, what I liked about Connectifier a long time ago, I was just before LinkedIn gobbled them up, <laughs> was that you had personal email address and phone number, mm-hmm. and it was pretty straightforward stuff. There are some tools that focus primarily on work email address and phone numbers, which are good if you're calling into businesses and you're trying to sell them yeah. something. Well, it's good for
0: BD, right? Business yeah, development stuff.
1: But not so good for recruiting. No. But I still would argue, like even if you're doing business development, and if you got somebody's cell phone, it's probably a better way to get in touch with somebody. Absolutely,
0: I mean this platform works for anyone in general. That think about you have stakeholders you're trying to get a hold of from business development. So get their email, get their personal phone number to get a hold of them. Trying to get through like someone's landline at the office, getting screened by a receptionist or, or secretary, right, is as a mess, right? You most likely won't get to that person.
1: Well, in some companies too, in tech companies, they don't have like a company wide phone yeah. number like the,
0: there's no <laughs> you the, can't even get a hold of them no. send a message and we'll get back to you one day yeah exactly it's all
1: <laughs> it's all mess like yeah. it's all via email or something like that like there's no company number a lot of times yeah that's true especially startups all right so we got whitepages.com let's talk about that a little bit because whitepages is what basically like the old school yellow pages and white pages from yesteryear? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is.
0: I mean, from the, the, the books that used to get dropped off at your doorstep.
1: They still do, I think. <laughs> they, they got do. like a lot it's, thinner. It's smaller now. Yeah. Yeah,
0: before it was a thick. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I'm actually surprised. I never would have thought to use white pages for anything, except for, thing about you. Uh, you get people's home phone numbers and, and maybe their home addresses.
1: But nobody has a home phone number yeah, anymore exactly. Either. No one
0: uses those landlines anymore. No. <laughs> Everyone's very, very mobile. <laughs> Which is why I think they, they added cell phone numbers. Yeah.
1: But cell phone numbers are a little harder to find because they're unlisted, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're unlisted.
1: So, how is somebody's cell phone number found? So, if I type in my cell phone number into public listing, that's where it's captured.
0: Yeah. So like if you've posted a public resume out there or if you have like all these public profiles, like I said, on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, AngelList, I mean, you can keep going on the list of how many sites there are that people try or or Google or anything, just anywhere you could have put your phone number. It's out there.
1: Every once in a while, I call somebody and they're like, how'd you get my personal number? I'm like, it's pretty (laughs) easy. (laughs) They say, I'm really good at what I do. It's no (laughs) secret. So if you put a resume, especially on your own personal website, even if it's blocked, you guys can scrape and find that? Yeah, it's public. Okay. Yeah, Got it. And
0: and obviously with public data, we gave everyone the ability to opt out, right? So it's all all CCPA, GDPR compliant stuff.
1: In your space, in the recruiting space, there's what I know are like three main tools
0: that are used? Who's the big player, like Zoom Info? Yeah, probably, I mean, if you're looking at, I mean, LinkedIn's obviously the biggest one, right? And then you have a bunch of bolt-on sites that provide you contact information. So yeah, like Zoom Info, Swordfish, Spokio. There's so many places that try and give you the information and a lot of them give you business information, right? Okay. So what you want is personal in the recruiting world, right?
1: So in what you guys are doing, because you're providing contact information for both recruiters and entrepreneurs, Who are looking to recruit for their company? You're looking at the only two other ones I know are like Swordfish and (coughs) Lucia. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> the other one yeah. i don't like i don't <laughs> like the third one sorry like i don't recommend it <laughs> but i've used all of them so not yours though yet so we'll work on that
0: yes <laughs> can i get it can
1: i get it on the beta
0: <laughs> absolutely all right perfect
1: <laughs> so those are the best ways to find contact information so really like what should be somebody be looking for in the tools to find like how much should that data cost
0: i mean typically what the market pays now is anywhere from like three hundred dollars to $1,000 a month per seat, right? I mean, it, it really depends on- How many contacts you're going out Exactly, or how many, many contacts you're going out or just how big certain companies have gotten to where they, yeah. they can charge that premium rate.
1: But from my experience, you're looking at like a buck a click, right? Like that's really yeah, what it probably, boils down yeah, to.
0: Almost like a dollar profile type. Yeah, book, right? so like I, if I think you're the doing recruiting
1: that, for your company, then I'm sure you're going to start looking at profile and building a profile list of people that you want to recruit. Yeah. And then you're just- clicking on their thing, copying and pasting their contact information over, and then what? Calling them when you're ready, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So a lot of our audience are entrepreneurs and business leaders, and they're looking to recruit for companies. So like what would be kind of two or three key takeaways that you can give them right now that can help them to find or get in touch with the right people that they need to hire?
0: Yeah, so I've been, like I said, fortunate enough to become, be a part of several growth startups and and learn quite a bit to where, you know, the first thing is, what type of person are you looking for, right? I mean, like really understand that, like who's your hiring manager, the culture fit of the company, like what the skill set, really identify what who you're looking for and then go find them. I mean, on the internet, you have to do a ton of searches. LinkedIn, you could do a ton of searches, right? For that individual, but then, after you get that, find that person you want. How do you get a hold of them, right?
1: I like to reverse engineer it. I think it's a good idea to actually look at, get the profile of the cultural yeah. fit first, and then identify companies who are doing that kind of in that arena, and then go after and find the people in those companies
0: and pluck through them. Yeah, which is why these tools are great for that. Yeah, most <laughs> <laughs> It'll definitely. it identify that stuff. But yeah, and then yeah, it's it's... You still have to get their personal info, right? I mean, yeah. you're not going to send these blind messages on, for example, like LinkedIn and mail. And, and if you use other platforms and just send them this using their platforms, I mean, you, what's the likelihood of response from there versus, like I said, phone number and email and text message them, right? Well, send it's them, gone, send it's gone down
1: dramatically since people are not looking for jobs. Yeah. I mean, it, like we're just at such a low
0: unemployment
1: rate. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are people that are looking for jobs. You might get lucky and you might find somebody who's kind of in transition or in between things. Run with those people, you know, but consider that being lucky.
0: Yeah. <laughs> as opposed to,
1: hey, the people that you really need to hire a lot of times to fill out most of your ranks are already going to be working. Yeah. All right. So identify who you want
0: first, then what? Get their contact info, right? Personal. Yeah. The personal. You, you never, you'll net you. I mean, I don't know what the likely, I, I almost want to say it's a 99.9% chance you're not going to get a response from a business contact. If you use their work or or work phone, no, you get yelled at. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So get their contact information. I've gotten yelled at way too many times on that one. (laughs) Outreach and then curate that message. Right. We talked about these job bots and all these like spam emails coming for jobs, and they're just like these marketing pre-built templates that have nothing to do with that individual, their background, their likes, dislikes, culture fit or company or anything. Curate that message. Show them that you've researched them. You understand them. You know what they like and like and how they would fit and so forth, right? Give it a personal touch versus just trying to spam out a bunch of emails.
1: 100%. When you've researched the people and you've kind of found who those people are, you should definitely invest the time to write smart messaging. Mm -hmm. It just makes sense. All right, shoot, we're just about out of time for today's show. Shafir, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. Today. Thanks for having and me. I want to welcome you to the Higher Power Radio community. Now, what's the best way in which the members of our community can reach you? Are you opening the beta? Can they help Yeah, on so that? we
0: just actually, we're putting up our beta sign up later today. You can email me directly, Shafir at chatterworks.com. Spell Shafir. Yeah, I was just kidding. <laughs> S as in Sam, H A, F as in Frank, I U R, at chatterworks with an S at the end.com. Or you can just go to chatterworks.com and sign up for a beta later this afternoon. Awesome.
1: Well, I want to thank our listening audience for tuning into this week's episode of Higher Power. Quick thanks to our team, our engineer, Christopher Decker, our producers, Andrea Ballin and Ayla Gerard. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, review, and share. We're listening and we welcome your feedback. After all, this show is for you. Join the Higher Power Radio community at higher that's H-I-R-E, Power, P-O-W-E-R, Radio, R-A-D-I-O, .com, or you can drop me an email at ricketstridesearch.com. Tune in next week. Our guest is going to be Keith Ryu. He is the founder and CEO of Fountain. I'm your host, Rick Gerard and you have been listening to The Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha.
0: Thank you for listening to Higher Power
1: Radio. Catch our LinkedIn live show every Tuesday at noon, or download the podcast on iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcast platform. We appreciate you joining us on Higher Power Radio with your guide to recruitment success. Rick Gerard.